So welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is Explore LA Living, and I am James Dunn, a 15-year veteran in the real estate industry and an agent at eXp Realty. I appreciate you for being here, and thanks so much for being allowing me for being a, a part of your day. And as we do every week, we're going to cover a few topics that uh, are going on in and around Los Angeles and how that impacts not only real estate in LA, but our lives and the future of our great city and in this country in, in some in some instances and even the world as we all are experiencing right now. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is healthy. And I hope that uh, the, the people that you love and the people that you care about are, are in that same in that same position. So uh, please do your part and make sure to be um, a great example to others as to, you know, make sure that we're keeping our social distancing going on uh, because this is far from over. We still got a long way to go. So let's uh, let's keep it moving forward. So today I thought I'd cover uh, three topics. The first one uh, is going to be the the data that I saw in March and April and uh, what that says to me and what I think that really implies uh, implies for uh, moving forward. Uh, the second thing that I'm going to cover today is what's going on in the economy in general and how is that affecting not only real estate, but just, you know, other segments of, of, of our world. And also the stay, stay at home order that was, um, well, there's rumors going around about what's going on with the stay at home order. And I wanted to touch on that. Uh, obviously, the uh, original deadline was the 15th and uh, it, we're coming up on that deadline. And I wanted to touch on what the expectation is moving forward for L.A. and what we can expect uh, long term for L.A. So the first thing that we're going to cover is data from March and April. And I looked at multiple neighborhoods in LA. And the reason I do that is because every market obviously has different numbers. And depending on what's going on in that, that specific area or neighborhood, you're going to see different things. I won't get into the super crazy details. That's definitely not what I want to do today. So I'm going to be very surface based with my analysis on this. And if you do want to get a more detailed understanding of what's going on locally around you, please reach out to me. I'd be more than more than happy to, to send you some information that's specific to your neighborhood. Uh, but as uh, as it pertains to uh, greater LA, in March and, a and April, uh, the data is mixed. And what do I mean by mixed? I basically mean that there's no areas that are showing any deterioration completely across the board. Nothing that says that neighborhoods are cratering uh, in terms of value or uh, activity. Uh, even if inventory is down, I'm seeing prices are up in, in, in a lot of places. So it's, it's a really unique situation. Um, especially what happened last recession and with the last uh, world event that occurred uh, 12 years ago and the real thing that was was bringing down the local economy, the national economy, and the world economy was real estate. It was mortgages. And it's almost like real estate is starting to play the opposite role. There's a lot of people that are expecting uh, real estate to be the buoy, the thing that actually keeps the economy moving forward, or one of the pieces that's going to keep the, the economy moving forward. So it's actually very interesting what's been going on. Um, pending sales is one of the indicators that is down across the board. And I think the reason why is uh, obviously because the stay, of, stay at home orders. If you can't get out of the house, you can't see homes and you're less likely to write an offer. Makes total sense. Agents can't show houses. Makes total sense. So if you can't get into a home, how are you going to be confident to write an offer? Now, the industry has done everything that it can with what it has to accommodate those those rules, those guidelines to make sure that we're following the laws, the local laws and the, and the state laws. So, you know, there've been virtual showing improvements. Uh, everything that's been done remotely has basically been accelerated. I mean, all 
these things that you've heard about, being able to see homes remotely from home, virtual tours, all those kinds of things, people are trying to speed up the usage rates, the usage of those things so that they can actually provide that to you so you can actually see homes. Now, as it is today, showings are now allowed again. So if you want to see property, it is possible to do it as long as you follow guidelines. There's still not any open houses, but you can request private showings. But the the psychology of what's going on in our market, it's still very confident. You know, people are still, they still believe in housing. Real estate is taking on the exact opposite role, like I said, in this go around compared to the last one. And that's going to, that's going to be really important moving forward, especially as an agent, when we're talking to you as a client, one of the things that I'm asked fairly consistently is, you know, what's going on with the market? Is it still busy? And the people that I work with at this point in time are still experiencing competition at their price points. Now that's going to be different at different price ranges. So if you're working at certain uh, price ranges, that's going to obviously be different. And, and kind of the general understanding is the more expensive price ranges are going to experience less activity than some of the, the lower price range uh, price ranges. But but even even in the higher price ranges, I'm hearing from other agents that they're, they're getting more calls, they're getting more requests for showings, they're getting more interest, uh, listing inventory is actually going up. So those are the kinds of things that are happening right now that are telling me that real estate confidence is high and the psychology in the real estate market and the real estate industry is healthy. And it's something that doesn't seem to be showing any signs of slowing down. So for the time being, as of uh, you know May 12th, the day that this is being recorded, real estate looks good in LA. It looks, looks good in many parts of the country. And there's no expectation that that's going to change even during uh, this crazy pandemic that we're experiencing right now. Right, so let's jump into the second topic, which is what's going on in the economy. So we're, we're talking about things beyond real estate now. We're talking about things that uh, not only are affecting our lives, but, uh, but uh, you know, we're talking about uh, entertainment. We're talking about many different factors here and, and components that uh, impact our daily lifestyle and the way that we interact with one another. Now, one of the things that I was actually very interested in is uh, the talk about the economic impact that the pandemic is having on us as individuals, as people. People. And although I am a real estate agent and I interact with a lot of people that purchase homes or sell homes, I also work with people that rent or lease property. And that is one of the things that people were really curious about. They were really interested to see how the pandemic would impact renters. There was a lot of speculation across the board. Uh, there was an expectation that come April 1st, which was the first uh, day that rent would be due after the, the quarantine began, that there was going to be this, this massive decline in uh, April rent paid on time. And after the numbers came in, there wasn't as great of an effect on rent payments as people expected. In fact, um, 80% of tenants paid their rent in April. Now that's still clearly when you have 20% of the people not paying their rent, that is obviously a very significant number. Uh, but when we're looking at the data and the and the projections that far exceeded the expectations, I think people were expecting uh, you know, a very, very uh, large 
large decline in rents paid. And the uh, and the numbers in, in May are actually showing um, very similar. In fact, it's, it should be improved in May, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, early May numbers show that listings are increasing. Uh, the National Association of Realtors expect prices to continue to rise even during that, at this time. And that in itself should uh, be assigned to a lot of people with the expectation that uh, they're going to find deals, at least in the short term, uh, in the real estate market. As of right now, there is, again, no slowdown. There's no halting. So there's still a very um, healthy level of, of activity going on. And especially in LA, where there's a lot of people that are, are still out there looking for homes. Inventory was low even prior to the, the shelter at home orders. So those individuals that were very motivated to find homes are still actively looking for homes uh, f- if they still have their, their income in place and haven't lost any uh, of that revenue, that income that they were generating from their companies or excuse me, from their from their jobs. So that's something that's going on. Now, the other thing that I wanted to keep an eye on is some, some of the other countries that actually experienced the pandemic a little sooner than us. What's going on in their economies? What's going on in their worlds? And the one that's most obvious is China. So when I look at the China information and I look at the, the data that's coming out of China, the hope was that we would experience you know a very, very quick recovery, uh, what they call the V-shaped recovery. And unfortunately, that is appearing to be unlikely that uh, China is not experiencing what is called a V-shaped recovery at this point in time. And it what that means is that their economy is going to uh, recover at a far slower pace than one would want in a best case scenario. And again, this is based on measuring the entire economy, not specifically real estate. So if we follow suit, if we follow what's going on uh, with China, if that happens in America, then it is expected or it is possible that we are going to have a very similar type of experience here. Now, as a very amateur economist, so to speak, obviously, this is all just me getting information and relaying it. So I'm not trying to be some type of predictor, but based on the information that I see, that's what's coming out of China. And that is something that could uh, potentially be something that we experience here, but we still have to see what's going on. Um, The other interesting thing is in regard to people's activities and their plans for the future when things tend to open up again, uh, I thought something that was really interesting was that people are planning to travel, but they're going to be traveling locally. And, And when you say it out loud, it makes total sense, right? You've got you've got the lack of access to um, to move around. Now, flights are still happening, but uh, people are scared. People do not want to get on planes right now, and they don't want to fly across the country, across the, the world to go to destinations. So staycations and, and local vacations are, are definitely going to be happening a lot more. And the biggest driver is what you would think. It is safety and reassurance that they are going to be um, safe. And so finances are not a driving factor when people are making choices. But you are going to be seeing more staycation opportunities coming up locally. You're going to see a lot more of that really ramping up uh, first when you're talking about people getting out of uh, their, their homes and their places. All 
also in regard to uh, our stay at home orders here, which is the third thing that I wanted to talk about. There are headlines that are saying that the stay at home orders are to be extended all the way through August. And it's a very, very blanket statement, right? So when you hear that, it sounds as if you're going to have to be stuck at home all the way through the summer. And before we start really diving into that and start believing into something like that, we want to dig into what the expectation is. Not all orders will remain in place the entire time. That That is what has been explained not only by uh, Gavin Newsom, our governor, but also Mayor Eric Garcetti for Los Angeles. Both of those, both of those leaders have stated explicitly that they're going to be using data to really influence their decisions. So as the data is released, they will use that information to make decisions. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, we've already seen relaxing. So you know that there's already phases being implemented to, to allow for us to go out and do more and more things. Now, what needs to happen, of course, is there has to be tons of testing. That's been documented. That's everywhere. They want testing to go up and they want to make sure that there's contact tracing. And what contact tracing basically means is if somebody is infected and catches uh, COVID-19, that they have a procedure that would allow for them to basically track down every person that has uh, come in close contact with that individual. So that's going to ramp up as well. In addition to that, they're obviously keeping a very close eye on vaccines and therapeutics, things that are going to help people recover from COVID-19. So as those things improve, that will bring confidence and that will not allow, but inspire or motivate Garcetti and Newsom to relax the stay-at-home orders. So there's still phases. One of the things that I found very interesting is that dining guidelines guidelines have already been released. So they're already starting to build up plans for the impending reopening of restaurants. So for example, you know, the recommendation of proper ventilation, uh, inc- improving air conditioning to make sure that the circulation uh, is, is something that's going to help reduce the chances of spreading the disease. Uh, something as simple as open windows so that air particles can escape. Um, there's studies out there that say even one open window can significantly reduce the the chances of, of transmitting uh, the disease. And another thing is no lines, uh, maybe waiting in cars. So creating a queue and uh, having a system that will alert patrons when their time is uh, up or ready or their table is ready so they can walk directly from their car to the restaurant. But uh, the thing that is going to take the longest time by far is going to be indoor seated large venues. So we're talking about arenas, uh, so concerts, sporting events, things of that nature. Those are going to be the last things that we're going to see uh, coming back, unfortunately. So for those of you that like live live uh, music, um, sports, uh, indoor sports, so we're talking basketball uh, mainly, I think that's probably the most obvious uh, um, example of, of an indoor sporting event. Those are the types of things that are going to probably be last in line when it comes to being able to ramp that up and bring that back to the public. Um, but, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that we're looking at. Um, uh, real estate is a very essential business. It's been considered essential almost from the beginning. So that's going to continue to ease. So it'll be easier and easier to show homes. It'll be easier and easier to uh, see things in person. And I think at some point they'll start coming up with more guidelines to have uh, open houses actually occur. So that's something that I can see happening. Uh, but uh, again, the timeline really is based on the data and the information that's provided and showing signs of significant uh, si- significant reduction of cases in, in the greater LA area and ultimately finding some way to to contact trace a lot of what's going on around in and around the, the LA area. But, uh, but remote work is continuing to be a thing. Uh, 
Twitter uh, announced that um, they were going to allow for some of their workers to work remote permanently. Uh, and so there's other companies that are doing the same. Uh, but I am experiencing a lot of things here working from home. I've been trying to upgrade some of my supplies and equipment is low online. I mean, computers are selling out, streaming equipment selling out. I wanted to actually upgrade the um, the feed so that the, the camera that I'm using for, for this live feed would be actually a little more improved. Um, but I, I can't buy it because it's been sold out for at least a month. So uh, I know first world problems, but, but those are the kinds of things that we're experiencing right now during the pandemic. So those are the three things that I wanted to cover today. Uh, that's basically it. I'd like to, again, this is something that I hope to do every week and bring you some new updated and fresh material. Uh, I'm starting to gauge a little bit in terms of, you know, wh- how much stuff can actually happen in seven days and how, f- how, uh, how often uh, is a really kind of like a good amount of, of shows that we should do with Explore LA Living. Uh, maybe it'll be once a week, maybe every other week. So bear with us as, as we kind of work through that and bear with me as I kind of work through that. But remember, please wear masks in public. Uh, make sure that you're doing that in the grocery stores, banks. Uh, you know, one thing that I do when I'm actually out is I wear the mask on my neck and I actually will cover up my uh, my face and nose if I, I, I'm close to others. That's usually a, uh, what I do when I'm actually walking uh, or, or I, I actually walk. I don't jog anymore because I've retired jogging. <laughs> my wife jogs, but I don't jog. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that I try to do to make sure that people know that I, uh, you know, want to make sure that people know that I am thinking about them when I'm out in the street. Um, because, you know, everyone has varying degrees of concern about, uh, you know, uh, coronavirus, which I totally respect. Uh, but the one thing that I will do um, uh, is make sure that I do my part so that people know that I care about their well-being. And I'll always make sure to have a mask out in public uh, so that uh, so that if for some reason that I have it, uh, I'm not transmitting it to, to someone else. So that's the way that I try to lead by example. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for, for watching this. I, I appreciate you and, and I hope that this brings you some value. Uh, I will do this uh, once a week or every other week, depending on how much is going on at that point in time. Until then, please stay safe, stay uh, stay strong out there. And uh, I am available to you if you ever have any questions on what's going on uh, in my world in real estate. Uh, and uh, that's it for today. So I appreciate you. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Thank you.